Clear my body head. Father God, I come to your homes. I know how. Father God, I want you to continue blessing us, continue touching us as we grow, Father and Father, in your name, and just give us the excitement and the joy each and every day, just waking up to your name, Father. And I just give you all the praise, the glory, and I just want to say I thank you. I just want to say I thank you, thank you, thank you in your name. Amen. Jesus' amen. name, amen. Amen. Well, look, man, let's go ahead and jump in real quick. This will not be long at all. It's short and sweet, but I pray to God that uh, it'll plant a seed inside of you guys to have something different to add to your prayers. That's what we're doing here, man. And Beast, I thank you for that prayer, man. And before we even get started, just understand that we're all at different levels. We all pray and do different things differently, uh, but we're parallel to each other. So we're learning iron, sharpening iron, trying to get each other better. So nobody ever be afraid to step out and pray or speak up on this call, man. There's a comfort level in everything we're doing. Nobody's above nobody here. All right, so today's message is gonna be on spiritual gifts. So if you want to write a title down, if you're somebody who writes it down, spiritual gifts will be the title. And uh, I have two scriptures that I'm going to reference, and I'm just going to say a couple things, and we'll be done. So I'll give you those scriptures if you want to write them down. Uh, the scriptures will be 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we're going to go through verse 1 through 12. And uh, we're going to go to 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7. So that's 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 through 12. Uh, then first Peter chapter 4 verse 7 all right man so spiritual gifts let's talk about spiritual gifts what is a spiritual gift what, what does the term mean uh, the term spiritual gift is also known as the word that we use is, is charismata and the term that we use from charismata is charisma so that is what the spiritual gift is. So if you look up charisma, the definition of charisma is compelling attractiveness or charm that can inspire devotion in others. I'm gonna read that one more time. Compelling attractiveness or charm that can inspire devotion in others. It also says divine conferred power or talent. So the spiritual gift is something that people should be drawn to, attracted to in us. So, so ask yourself a question. What is it about you that draws people to you? What makes people gravitate to you? That can be what our spiritual gift is. And we need to learn how to utilize, utilize that through Christ, through spiritual, not just the gift. Uh, and if you're not using your gift spiritually, we can either be using it or abusing it. And we need to be careful with that. So the spiritual gift goes hand in hand with charisma. So your spiritual gift is the thing that people's attracted to or what they gravitate to uh, about yourself. It should be your drawing card, the thing that draws people near to you. So let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And um, I'm not going to read all 1 through 12. We'll read some of it, but I'm going to start at verse 3. And I'm going to hit a couple points, and we're going to get out of here. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse three and it says therefore i make known to you that no one speaking by the spirit of god calls calls jesus accursed and no one can say jesus is lord except by the holy spirit so we have to pause right here for a second and understand what that is saying 
That is saying that no one, if, if Jesus lives inside of you, no one who Jesus lives inside will curse God or go against his word. And if he lives inside of you, nobody will profess. God. If he doesn't live inside of you, you can't even profess him or call his name. If you want to refer that to your spiritual gift, understand this. You can't operate in a spiritual gift unless Jesus first lives inside of you unless you first have given your life over to Christ. And that's so important for us to say because people try to jump into Christ and they want to pick up and jump right in and skip the very beginning processes of turning their life over to Christ, being saved, being baptized. And I have to take this opportunity to give that to you first. So in order to operate in your spiritual gift, how Christ wants you, we first must be born again and saved. That takes me back to a devotional we did last year, and it's up on the podcast. It was a birthday message, actually. I think it was my birthday, um, and that birthday message was talking about how your birth date, the born date for you, is really the date you give your life to Christ. We shouldn't consider our birthday our birthday. I'm born again the day that I gave my life to Christ. That's where my life begins right there, when I gave my life to Christ, and in that birthday message, in that birthday message, um, we gave pointers of how to give your life to Christ. We gave five points, a five point where you can give your life to Christ. And I'm just going to touch on those really quick before we continue. And uh, there's five things you can do in order to, if, if you don't know Christ or if you're not sure if you live for him, if you want to operate in your spiritual gift, we must first believe, confess, receive, repent, and confess him before others. So if you want to start out and you've never given your life to Christ, if you've never turned your life over, if you don't know how to be saved or where to begin at, go back and listen to this devotional, but I'm going to read a little something to you and I'm going to give you a scripture at the very end of it. You can write it down if you're fast enough. Uh, so believe, we first must believe, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and that, that, uh, and that thou shalt be saved. That is in Acts chapter 16, verse 31. We must confess Thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and thou shalt in, believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. That's Romans chapter 10, verse 9. Receive as many as received him, Jesus, to them, gave, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that be, believed on his name. That is John chapter 1, verse 12. Then repent, turn away from your past sins. Except ye repent, ye shall perish. That is Luke chapter 13, verse 3. And lastly, confess him before others. Whosoever shall believe in him shall not be ashamed. That is Romans chapter 10, verse 11. So I had to just take a time real quick to show you guys the five pointers. If you don't know Christ, believe, confess, receive, repent, and confess him before others, and you can live before Christ. And then we can begin to walk into the spiritual gifts, utilizing them the way Christ desired for us to utilize them. So let's go to First Corinthians here. We're going to go to First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3. Now, we just read verse three, didn't we? We just read verse three. So let's let's continue. Let's continue. Let's continue. Uh, all right. So the next thing I want you to really understand before we talk about the spiritual gifts is that these gifts that God give are at his own discretion. Uh, once you try to walk in spiritual gifts and see what the thing is that people are attracted to about you, you have to understand that God gives this and he gives it according to our ability is not man made. So 
jealousy and envy over someone's gift should be something we never do uh, because there's consequences to having gifts and not uses them. And uh, Brent gave in a devotional last week, and I think it was on the parable of the lost coin. And he gave examples of what parable was and he, what parables, parables, parables was, how Jesus used them to tell stories. And that made me want to reference one in Matthew chapter 25. Verse 14, the parable of talents. I'm not going to go through the entire parable of talents, but I'm going to tell you what Jesus said. This was Jesus giving this reference so you can understand how he chooses and picks who get gifts according to their ability. At the beginning of this parable, it says in chapter 14, excuse me, um, chapter 25, verse 14, the very first beginning of this parable, it says, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling far to a far country who has called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one, he gave five talents. To another, he gave two. And to another, he gave one. He gave one five, he gave one person two, he gave another person one, those are differences. And then he says, and then, then he says, and to one he gave two talents, to each according to his own ability. And one he gave five talents, one he gave two, and one he gave one to each according to his own ability. So God gives things according to the ability he see you have. So the gifts that you have, the spiritual gift you have was catered, it was sized, it was weighed, it was specifically compatible to you for what God knew your ability was. So if you see someone else with three spiritual gifts and you only have one, Trust me, the father already knew how you would handle that. And he knew that was what was according to your ability. We also must be very careful, like I said, that we don't get jealous or envious over someone having more spiritual gifts than you, because we have to remember everybody's going to give an account for those gifts. Uh, that takes me to a scripture in Luke chapter 12, verse 48. And that says, to whom much is given, much is required. So it may be good if God gave you one spiritual gift that you can identify with and find nothing else. We need to find that gift and utilize it operating in Christ to the maximum, giving God glory and honor through the gift he's gave us. And that is because uh, if you have if he gives you two or three gifts, when we stand before Christ, he's going to ask this question. What have you done? Just like in this parable of the talents, what have you done with the gifts I've given you? What have you done with them? And if you don't have an answer, he can put you in a situation where he shows you, I gave you the gift of teaching. I gave you the gift of prophesying and the gift of ministering, but you only prophesied. So what if he shows you here 300 people that you could have affected by ministering to them and you didn't? Now their souls are on their way to hell because you didn't utilize the gift he gave. The blood is on your hands. So. More isn't better sometimes. Too much is given, much is required. If you find that God has given you more abilities to do things for the ministry, we need to understand that is more of a responsibility on us. So if you have more than one gift, it's time to activate and operate in that gift fully because we will give an account to Christ for what, we can, what we've done and what we have not done. So let's just read a little bit the rest of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians. Um, I'm going to start at verse four, and it says, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but the same God who works in all. 
but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each for the profit of all for the ones who give the words of wisdom through the spirit to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healings by the same spirit to another the working of miracles to another the prophecy to another discerning of spirits to another different kinds of tongues to another the interpretations of tongues but one and the same spirit works all of these things distributing to each one individually as he will so we just got to understand that no matter what you find that the gift that god gave you is is just as important god he calls us the body of christ so we have to look at it like a body so if i find that my gift is motivating and inspiring people and let's say y'all who i know teaches if y'all is a teacher our gifts are equivalent to god that is in the body he might be the eye i might be the hand two completely different places two completely different functions two completely roles but they work together to make this body work and operate in christ so whatever you find that your gift is we need to make sure that we're using that to the fullest to operate in the kingdom of christ so those are some of the spiritual gifts but he gives us the spirit your, your gift can be anything your gift can be love loving on people the right way your gift can be serving your gift can be serving and expressing that fully and doing it for christ your gift can be teaching your gift can be ministering it can be so many gifts that god gives you but we need to identify what our spiritual gifts is and then ask ourselves a question have i been using or abusing my gift and as i said earlier abusing your gift is using a gift that god gave you and i can say it like this if y'all's a teacher i'm just using him for example because i can see his face if he's a teacher and he teaches people and they're gravitating to him that's his drawing card but he does nothing to give god glory out of that if he does nothing to magnify the kingdom or lift the kingdom up that is abuse of the gift that god gave because when you stand before god there's one question he's going to ask you what have you done with the gift i've given you have you brought me glory in any type of way so this is extremely important in, in identifying what we are good at what is our drawing factor what is the thing that god has placed on us that can gravitate people to us and then how are we giving that back to god to magnify the kingdom of christ how are we doing it to bring god glory how are we doing that to win souls how are we using it to plant seeds how are we using it and i kind of got convicted uh from uh well not convicted but god pointed this out to me and i'm gonna take a pause before i get in this last scripture and i want to share this with you guys uh, one of the fourth and gold brothers who's actually on this call messaged me the other night now i coach my son's travel basketball team and we had a game saturday and he came to the game to see us play and it made me happy having him there but last night he sent me a text message and it just warmed my heart he basically told me hey man glad i was out the game you have a true gift with the kids i seen how you operate with the kids and 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 people gravitate to you and i could read you hand to hand what he said um but he was saying they gravitate to you you know you have a calling in this and now god is showing me right here that your spiritual gift is like charisma what is the thing that draws people to you so that encouraged me to not only teach them basketball and teach them the game but we need to start praying i need to start including christ in that i need to make sure that i can plant seeds in the gift that god gave me so i need to make my gift spiritual now god can show me easily you was doing a wonderful god with a job with them but that can easily be abuse if you don't place me in it 
every good thing, every good gift is for the glory of God. And we have to find a way with every gift he's given us to bring glory to the kingdom. And this last scripture that I'm going to read is going to really tie that together for you guys. That'll be first Peter chapter four. And I'm going to go straight to it right now. This scripture was inspired by Christ. And I, I want to really break this down because uh, every part of it is just as important. Man, we've been waiting on Jesus to come so long. Some things sound cliche. Some things people will say that it just go over your head or you just hear it and it doesn't trigger any type of emotion inside of you. It doesn't trigger anything. And uh, we have to get past that point because the first line in First Peter chapter four says, but the end of all things is at hand. I want to pause right there for a quick second. And I want to say Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming soon and very soon. And that is exactly why he inspired this group to wake up guys in a unique story, 20 years apart, brought us back together to start a devotion, to sharpen each other, to bring us up to speed on the things he wants us to know, how he wants us to live, how we have to prepare ourselves and how we have to use the gifts that we have to reach other people. Our service on this other earth is to people. Our service on this earth is to people. So whatever God's given us, we have to pour that out. And he's placed us here in fourth and gold right now to do his work because the end is at hand. So please understand this isn't for nothing. Please get an urgency in your heart. Please get a, a fervent feeling, a fervent, and fervent means passionate intensity, a very passionate intensity. There's intensity in me when I when I when I speak about Jesus coming, because in my heart I know he is. It's right around the corner. So 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 please understand Jesus is coming. And this is so important for us to take everything we're getting and apply it to our lives, not just be hearers, but doers. Not just hear these words, but activate and try to live it. Activate, add these things to our prayers, try to live better on our jobs, everywhere we can use the gift that we identify with to bless and to do it for the kingdom of Christ. But the end of things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. Above all things, have fervent love for one another. Have passionate, intense love for one another because we're here to serve each other. For love will cover a multitude of sins. When somebody does you wrong and you can only show love back, you may change that person's heart because they seen Jesus in that moment and didn't know it at the time. When we walk like Christ, it is so important because somebody might not give you the response, but you don't know the seed you planted by walking and acting like Christ. Love will cover a multitude of sins. And when you walk like Christ in the fruits of the spirit, walking by love, peace, joy, and showing somebody that kindness, they see love and it can cover a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God, given the revelation of God. If anyone ministers, let him do so with the ability that God supplies, that in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belongs the glory and the dominion forever and ever. And amen. 
After verse 10, he specifically ties those gifts to giving glory to God. Giving glory to God. He says, if you minister, minister as to good as to good stewards. If you speak, let them speak oracles of God. We have to take the spiritual gifts that we find that we have. What is the thing that makes people gravitate to me? What is it that I can do? And how can I take that gift and glorify God through everything that I do? So my encouragement today, my challenge today is for you to go in prayer tonight and ask God, what is my spiritual gift? And if I'm not walking in your spirit, I want to walk in your spirit. I want to be saved. Show me how to give my life to you, to touch on those five points. I want to, uh, to believe and confess and receive and repent and confess my sins before others. So now I'm in the body of Christ. So can you show me how to take the gift that is that that was given by you specifically catered to me to benefit the kingdom and give you glory in everything i do that is the challenge ask christ what is your gift how can i use that to give you glory through everything i do for the rest of my life father in the name of jesus we want to thank you for today we thank you for this devotion Father, I pray that you just open up the hearts to receive this message, to understand that it was you who placed these gifts inside of us. It was you who's given them to us, Father God, and you've given them to us for one purpose, and that was to impart them into someone else. So I pray right now, Father, that you'll touch all the hearts and encourage them to pray and come to you to ask you to reveal what the gifts are and how we can use them for the service of your kingdom, Father. I pray that you allow us to take the gifts you have and reach many, many people. The end is near, Father, and your desire is for us to win souls for the kingdom. So I pray that that become at the forefront of our minds and a desire of everyone's heart to win souls, that you'll highlight that spiritual gift, that you'll allow us to walk in that spiritual gift, giving you praise, honor, and glory through everything we do. Father God, not being ashamed, not being shy, Father God, but finding a way to sharpen people through the spiritual gift you've given us. We receive this message, Father God, and we believe that it is done. In Jesus' precious name, amen, amen.